Good evening, and welcome to the next episode of the Expect to Win podcast. Again, I am Lamar Thomas. I have with me Mr. Dominic Love. Hey, one thing for sure, two things for certain. I go by the simple, the simple, the simplest name of D-Love. You can bet you about a dollar. I rep the best. I rep the Brooks County Trojans. All right, listen, I know that it's been some time uh, since we last been on. It was actually a, a whole nother year. Uh, we closed 2018 and we opened 2019. First and foremost, I just want to say Happy New Year to everyone that's listening. Hopefully, we, we've learned a lot of things in 2018 that's going to help us um, actually move forward into 2019 and, and be really, really great. Before, I know I got a lot to talk about. I got a lot to catch up on, but I'm going to let Coach Love kind of give you a New Year shout out first. Hey, man, I just want to say Happy New Year's, everybody. I hope everybody is taking this as another blessing to go ahead and accomplish all those different goals and different things that you had set forth for your life. Like I said, I know I'm going to talk about my life a little bit before Coach Thomas get into his. I mean, 2018, I guess you could say that was a year of strength for me. It opened my eyes to a lot of things, but the thing that was a blessing to me was toward the end of 2018, I seen a lot of doors start opening up for me. Um, I, I guess you could say my vision got clear on what I should be doing. Uh, I guess you could say my um, promise, my mind, yeah. what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. I mean, I, a, a lot of things started falling into place, and it's let me know, man, I need to continue grinding, man. I, and I'm blessed for it, man. I'm excited about 2019. You know, so I'm going to hit the ground running, man. You got to keep on working hard, 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 hard. Um, besides that, man, it's been it's been a normal thing, man. Working with these kids, trying to get these kids ready for the future. That that's gonna be an everyday struggle. It's gonna be something that I always mention because of the fact, man. I, one thing I truly can say, I'm blessed because I actually love my job. Like I said, I wake up every morning, no matter how stressful it may be. I, I want to be there. Since I've been in Brooks County, I never missed a day. That's something that I'm blessed about. The only time that I'm not there is because I'm at a workshop, which is still work related. But like I said, I tell my kids all the time, man, I love them, man. I, I really do love what I do. If I had all the money in the world, I'd probably still be doing what I do because it doesn't feel like work to me. I'm just trying to better the future, man. I love kids, and I just know one day, eventually, like I said, they're going to they gonna take the reins. They got, they got to take over, so I'm trying to prepare them for that. Like I said, even the classroom, man, to me, is more than just physical science. It's about teaching them to be ready for life. It's trying to prepare them for job interviews, prepare them, just prepare them for life. Things that they're not really getting in, you know what I'm saying, the curriculum. Because I know one thing, I had a discussion with my class. I don't know if they realize it. The world is trying to, if you ever seen that movie, I, Robot, I actually think that's starting to become a reality. They're trying to replace the world, replace humans with robots. Like I said, something simple as you go to most McDonald's now, they got a little machine that takes your order and all that stuff. And like I was trying to tell my kids, they're trying to replace you because it, it, it's better. I mean, you'll make more money. You ain't got to worry about the machine having an attitude or poor customer service skills. And one big thing, you ain't never got to worry about the machine being late for work. So I'll be trying to tell the kids, man, like why y'all sitting there so caught up in social media and all this drama is the fact that, man, you got to do something. You got to put something in your mind. You got to learn how to work hard or, you know what I'm saying, you're going to be replaced. You know what I'm saying? That's just a little snippet. You know what I'm saying? I always got to talk about my kids, like I said, because I love my kids. I, I love what I do. But besides that, man, I have a bright future, man. I have great things planned for 2019. I'm just excited to be here, blessed to be here. Cool. Hey, man, it's a, it's a rare thing to find someone that loves to, to go to work. 
there's so many people now that's just going to work because they have to, because they have to pay bills and um, just because they've made commitments. So it's a blessing that these kids and this community and this school system um, actually to, to have you here and saying that you love your, your job. That, that says a lot. Um, and that means there is some things that you're going to accomplish um, through that. Um, but me, I'm going to change hats here and kind of talk about myself a little bit, be more transparent. Um, but last year, to close out 2018, wow, um, I'm going to go all the way back and I'm going to start at Thanksgiving. During Thanksgiving, um, everything was fine. I had an opportunity to go see my, my family, which I hadn't done in a while. And everything was good you know and i had my son lj was there and you know and seeing him they went outside with some other little kids and played football um and he was out there going in shaking folks spinning looking like looking like he's a beast um and people was making comments like oh man that boy could go he's strong y'all must do all this and that and i'm feeling like proud dad like yeah oh, he just you know it's just that's what it do it's in his blood you know he'll thomas and um um, but we did the Thanksgiving thing. We come back home. That Sunday, he went outside and played. That Monday, he went to school. That Tuesday, you know, he complained when he woke up about his knee hurting a little bit. Um, and I was just like, you know, all right, you know, get on the school bus and we'll ice it and work on it. I looked at it. There wasn't no swelling or nothing. I said, man, we'll work on that when you get back from school. Um, and then the school called and said, man, LJ's complaining. He's in pain. We need to come and get him. Um, so the wife went to go pick him up from school and uh, brought him home, and he had a temperature, um, and his leg was still hurting. So she she's a nurse, so she did what, what she thought was best and went and got him some, some Tylenol and, and some things to help break that fever. Um, and then the next day, we made the appointment. We went on to the pediatrician that Wednesday. Um, they tested him for the flu uh, and strep throat, and basically he was still in pain, you know, so he was still complaining a little bit, moaning and whining a little bit, but it wasn't, we wasn't left field yet. Um, and they gave us some antibiotics and some other stuff and said, hopefully, if it is the flu, because they tested him and it didn't come back positive, it was negative. So he didn't have the flu, but they went ahead and gave us some medicine, um, you know, just in case it was in the beginning stages. So they said in two days, he should feel better. So we took him back home and we went through that. And um, two days later, he was worse. Um, so then we went back to the to the we went back to the the walk-in care, um, and we we saw a doctor and she looked at him and by that time he was barely walking so he went from Thanksgiving being out there like you know Herschel Walker to a couple of days later not even walking um, and it was it was baffling because he didn't fall he didn't hurt. Uh, I mean, he didn't trip up or anything. We didn't have any blood, so it wasn't no big bruise or scrapes or anything. Uh, but he couldn't walk, and he had a high fever. Um, and when they saw him there, the doctor said, hey, we need to go ahead and put him in the hospital because it don't look right. All right, so then they admitted him to the hospital, and they uh, drew some blood from him to do the little blood culture and found out that he had bacteria in his blood. Um, kind of like a, they, you know, it's one of them long words that I can't even think of how to say it, but something like staph. Um, but he ended up having something like staph that was in his blood that was inside his body um, causing the pains and the fever. So then we went through a series of, of tests. You know, we did bone scans, we did x-rays, we did MRIs. They pretty much tested all the areas that he was complaining about. Um, and the, the place where we were, 
They couldn't figure out what was causing the, the high temp and the pain. Nothing red flagged. All the bones looked good, said he was a healthy kid. Um, and then they started asking all these questions about the family history. And we was like, man, everybody's been healthy. Um, so, man, at that point, you know, the, the hospital, they started giving you all these worst-case scenarios um, about this and that. And then at the same time, you know, I'm having to look at him laying there in the bed. He got tears coming out of his eyes. He's crying. Um, and we got ice packs on both knees, both ankles. You know, we got all kind of stuff going on. Um, and I could truly say that was probably one of the hardest things that I ever had to do is to sit there and watch him in pain and I can't do anything about it. And the, the hospital couldn't do anything about it at that time. So, um, but we stayed in this hospital for two days and then they just said, look, we're going to send you to a specialist. So then we was actually um, sent to Jacksonville. They said the, the ambulance will be here in an hour and a half, pick him up, take him to Jacksonville. So man, now we really in scramble mode. So we, we went crazy and um, I'll admit I didn't do it in front of him, but I had me a little breakdown when they started talking about cutting bones and cutting muscle and uh, it could be in the brain and all this other stuff. And I was like, Lord, have mercy. What did I do? Um, you know, I went through a period of feeling like a um, super bad parent, like, man, you're awful because you didn't do enough to catch this beforehand. But anyway, <clears throat> once we get to Jacksonville, um, we down in Jacksonville and we get to this children's hospital who's the best children's hospital in the in the nation or whatever in the states. Um, and they was actually excellent. It was pretty good as well. I'm not going to say names because I don't think I can say names like that. But we went down there. It was awesome. The only bad thing was when we got there, they said, hey, we got to do all these tests over again. We got to have them for us because we can't see what the other place has. So he's still in pain and they wouldn't give him any pain medicine until they ran all the tests to see what was causing it. Um, and that was crazy. So now, again, I'm just, you know, trying to coach him up and tell him, you know, breathe, calm down, all that stuff. So uh, I don't wish that on anybody, man, but just to, just to be in that type of environment. But going through that, uh, we had about 12 or 13 doctors rolling through the room. Um, everybody's trying to figure out what was going on. And then we had one one special doctor came in and um, after on the second day, she she said she figured it out. I think I know where it's at. We need to go back down and stretch him out on this MRI table, and um, and they found it. What had happened was the, the bacteria built up in his body and created pus pockets, or little bacteria build-up pockets inside his pelvic, um, which was kind of close to his sciatic nerve. So he was complaining of knees and ankle pains, but it was actually up more in his hip area. So all the tests that they had previously done coming up clean just because they didn't they didn't um, show that particular area. So we had to turn and adjust them a certain way. Um, and once they did that, they found it. Um, so that's a blessing there. Um, and, and they basically went in and what they described was kind of like a, like a pimple. You go in like a pimple and bust it, drain it out. And then they actually cut him on the side and went in and pressure washed it just to try to make sure that they get everything out. And then we had to go through the procedures of uh, changing out the blood, so he's he's pretty much going through that antibiotic stage where you you know putting stuff in there to work on the blood and clean that blood up. Um, so in all, I would say we was in the hospital pretty much for the month of December. Uh, we did 13 strong days uh, in the hospital, um, and then we went home and we we now in the recovery state. So again, I apologize because that's the reason why we didn't get to do the last recording, uh, just because I was going through that. 
um, and I pretty much had to stop everything. Um, this year was probably one of the first times I had opportunity to step away from basketball. I actually missed two or three games. Uh, I missed a week of practice. I actually missed some work, and I'm someone who never missed work, but uh, sometimes God has his way of putting things in front of you to slow down so you can really see what's important. Um, and I'm thankful that I had enough friends and family and coworkers that was able to step in. And everybody said, man, take care of your family. You go. Uh, we'll, we'll get this. You know, I had people to take my team and play a game. They won the game. Um, I had coworkers at work that pretty much helped run the school. Um, I had a church family. I had my fraternity, my fraternity family. Everybody stepped in. People was asking what we need because it was, it was tough. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Just being away from everything. Uh, but prayer do work. I'm going to say that. And I'm very, very thankful for all the people that, that prayed for us. Um, and I'm going to say that was one of the turning points because when we was in the first hospital, um, it happened so fast, we didn't really get to tell anybody. And um, that's when we was getting all the, the scary news of we're going to have to cut this or it could be that or this and that. And then once we transitioned to Jacksonville, that's kind of when we start telling family. And that's when we start telling the church family. And and um, I would say we had a pastor. You know, our pastor was good. He He showed up. He came to the hospital and they was there. And from that point, when, when them prayer warriors got on that thing, uh, all of a sudden it went from we're going to have to cut bones and cut muscle to it's just a pimple that we're going to pop. So uh, it, it's truly a blessing. So those of you that, that do not have a church family or, or just family like that, I urge you to, to reach out to them, get, get involved, get connected, because that really helps, man. It really helps to have that amount of people that's praying over you and your family and trying to help out. Um, that did help ease the, the pain a little bit because uh, if you've ever stayed in the hospital over a couple of days, you know you don't get any rest. You know, every 30 minutes, every hour, somebody's coming in, coming through. Um, so you, you're, you're sleepy, you're, you're worried, you're scared, um, and all that. And then at that point, the phone wouldn't stop ringing. Phone was going crazy. I mean, you know, so it, it prayer for sanity. You know, I, I, I am thankful for that. Um, but I learned a lot through that. Um, and again, going back to me being a bad parent, you know, we talked to the doctor what we could have done. She said, there's nothing that you could have done. You know, there, there's bacteria on everybody's skin. It's all over your body. And sometimes uh, things just happen. And by him being an active boy, you know, he probably just got a scratch or a cut somewhere at recess or playing football or something. And, you know, we didn't even worry about it. He didn't worry about it. So it was nothing for us to do. Um, but, and everybody's body is different. So he reacted internally his stuff happened inside to where somebody else's skin may puss up on the outside or get those um what you call them abscess things mm -hmm. that people get cut off or whatever his just happened on the inside instead of the outside so it was nothing that we could do um so you know i i still question all that and you know i don't went and bought all kind of neosporin and stuff to have around the house now but um it was really nothing that we could do, but the, the message that I'm going to spin off of that for, for everybody else is that you just got to be careful with what you're doing. Um, going into 2019, um, I, my quote for 2019 is, you're going to have to be obsessed with your opportunity. I know right now in 2019, especially the month of January, everybody's motivated and everybody's motivated to, to do this and motivated. I'm going to be on time at work. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do better with my relationship. I'm going to be better with my family. But motivation go away. You know, when somebody put that, that piece of red velvet cake in your face and, 
uh, or something happens, it's raining real bad outside, or your hair just won't do right, or you can't find the right clothes to wear to work, and now you're late again. So I'm saying in 2019, we're going to have to be obsessed. We're we going to have to go past. We got to go past motivation. We got to be obsessed with our opportunities. If you got an opportunity to breathe, you got an opportunity to move, you got to take advantage of it. You got to be crazy with it. People got to look at you like you're crazy. So those people that are successful, usually they walking faster. They they got a they got a purpose. And yes, you going yes, things are going to pop up that's going to try to stop you. And I'm saying like that bacteria that's around your body, you're going to have sin. You're going to have negativity. You're going to have those things that's floating outside your body. It's going to be around you all the time, but you are going to have to be strong to keep that stuff from getting in. You're going to have to do uh, like the movie everybody's talking about. You're going to have to do the bird box. Uh -huh. You're going to have to put your blinders on. So if you haven't seen the movie, um, at the climax part of the movie, at the end, the, the lady, um, she took a chance and she went out and she knew that the, the enemy was out there getting her, but it took some real self-discipline. She had to be obsessed with getting to her destination, get to her goal, that she would not take those blinders off. So even though it sounded good, I know that the enemy was saying all the right stuff. Hey, look, look at me. Hey, do this. She did not take those blinders off. So I'm saying in 2019, which is the year perfection, by the way, 2019 equals 12. Okay, y'all will figure that out later when you get in your driveway, but 2019 equals 12. 12 is perfection, okay? You go to the Bible, Romans 12 say, be not conformed of this world, okay? So I'm saying you are going to have to be obsessed with being somebody different. You're going to have to be a new you. You're going to have to be somebody that you don't even recognize. I'm saying if you're going to lose weight, you're going to have to get up in the morning and work out and get your day started. You're going to have to pick up that water. You're going to have to fill your body with the, the nutrition and the things that you need. You're going to have to cut some of those friends that's trying to pull you away from that. If you're going to advance in your career, your workforce, you're going to have to show up on time. You're going to have to do some things that's extra that, that you're not getting paid for. So you're going to have to do some things and all those people on the outside, they're going to be trying to tell you not to do this, don't do that, eat this. You're going to have to keep them blinders on and you're going to have to push. And I promise you, 2019, if you're obsessed with your opportunity, I promise you, you're going to get well over everything that you can ever even imagine. Okay, I'm not going to preach to you, but I'm going to tell you that if you are obsessed with your opportunity, if you put your blinders on, I promise you, you can make it through whatever you think is troubling you. So whatever goals that you set right now, change that motivation to obsession. You don't just be motivated. You got to be obsessed with making that goal. You got to be obsessed with losing weight. You got to be obsessed with making more money because money is out there to be made. But there's a lot of people that talk about it, but they don't want to put the work in to do it. So if you want to make that money, you're going to have to do some things that other people don't want to do. So you're going to have to stay up late. You're going to have to get up early. And you you maybe, maybe you got to do some push-ups during your lunch break. You know, maybe, maybe you got to read an extra book if you haven't been reading maybe you need to put facebook down and actually start reading books google google spend millions of dollars and have a million people researching to find out answers to anything that you could possibly imagine so google something find find something to be obsessed with you because if you're not going to be obsessed with you how do you think somebody else will be so you got to make sure you take care of yourself so again that's my quote for this year be obsessed with your opportunity it's all about you and nobody else uh, but going back okay and then i'm closing but 
the, the bacteria that's around you, the sin that's around you, okay, there's a way to get out of it. So sometimes things happen and sometimes negativity get in. We do slip up, okay, but there's an antibiotic, okay, and that antibiotic is something that you can find in that book, okay. I'm not going to go there, but you can find it in that book. You can find your place, and it can be fixed. So even if you've messed up already, I promise you, you stay focused, stay obsessed, feed yourself, feed yourself, feed yourself positivity, and I promise you, you'll get all those things, and it might drip slow like that IV was dripping for my son, okay? It might drip slow, but I promise you, it's a long process, but it's 2019. We got 365 days with 364 now, uh, but we got plenty of days to, to work on that thing, and it may take you to 2021. It may take you to 2022 or whatever it is, all right? But I promise you, if you keep pushing, you could get it. Drop mic. That's all I can say after that. You sit up there lying to these folks about you not going to be preaching what you preaching. But I'm going to go ahead and let you know I, I stole that now. You change your motivation to an obsession. I already stole that. I'm put that in my pocket. I'm going to use it. I'm going to tell you that now to your face. I'm going to use that. I like that, man. Like It's hard to follow that. Like I said, I, I really just want to drop the mic right now and just walk off. Again, thank you for, for checking with us. I'm going to close because I, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I do just want you to know 2019, man, we got to be obsessed with, with meeting us. You know, I'm, I'm obsessed with making myself happy. So whatever it is that makes me happy, I got to go get it. Okay. I can't expect nobody else to do it for me. I got to go get it. And anything I've learned is that in a drop of a dime, it could be gone. So why, why, you know, if you don't, don't be focused, if you don't have your blinders on, Listen, it could be taken away from you, okay? Use my my family. You know, LJ was great one day, and it flipped from being a beast to can't even walk, okay? And now we still in recovery right now, trying to get him to where he's walking and to even get back to just walking to school, not alone playing football and everything else. So, hey, man, take advantage of your opportunities. Uh, be obsessed with those things, man, and let's see what the future has for us. And by the way, he is doing well now. So it, it's a blessing just to see that smile, to see him move around. But we still have a long way to go in that recovery mode. Again, before I close, thank you for listening to the Expect to Win podcast. I want to thank my uh, sponsor, the 99.1. Uh, if you are in the area, just come by and check them out. We got the Power Church there. Uh, a lot of great things going on for you there. We appreciate the opportunity to be on your air. We'll be with you um, next week. You could reach us on uh, Facebook if you just type in expect to win or win, win, win three times with three times winning. Uh, you could pull up some information. Um, we also have an email, expect to win365 at gmail.com because we expect to win all year. So in 2019, we're trying to win all year. We holler at you. Peace.